Pastor Jim News, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the sixth day of June 2020. We're broadcasting you today from North Central West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, beginning with verse 11 through 14, talking about warning against apostasy, a warning against apostasy. Now, the word apostasy means to depart from that which is right, depart from the faith, depart from the gospel, which is truth, to take take any other direction other than the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, This is certainly Pauline, so once again, I believe that he wrote this book, but uh, we don't know for sure. So, warning against apostasy. The um, Bible declares, and Jesus said in Matthew what chapter 24, Take heed that no man deceive you. Uh, there's war against truth. Simply stating because there's a spiritual law that states, For the truth of the gospel will set men free. And the Bible says when men believe a lie, then their future is damnation. That's what the Bible says. And I believe what the Word of God says. So Paul wrote in the book of Galatians chapter, hold on a second here, chapter 3, verse 1. And um, there was having a problem with this particular church. Uh, they were reverting back to Judaism, uh, the old ways, going back under the law again, uh, thinking that they could even possibly mix law with grace and faith and mercy. Uh, Once again, we have to state that Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, that we are not saved by the law, but by the written law or the spoken law that we are saved only through the blood of Jesus Christ. But Paul wrote chapter 3, verse 1 of the book of what Galatians, of foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you as strong term. In other words, who has beguiled you? Who has deceived you? Who has pulled you away from the truth? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Paul's thrust Paul's ministry was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching him crucified. No other foundation is laid except for the blood of Jesus Christ. We've said it many times on this broadcast that Jesus was from Genesis to Revelation in the Old Testament concealed and the New Testament revealed. 
This is the day and the hour that you must uh, not be tossed to and fro. We must not be tossed to and fro by every wind or spirit of doctrine. There's many spirits in the world, but there's only one holy spirit. So he says, who have bewitched you? He said, he said that right before your eyes, you've seen Christ crucified among you. Verse 2, this only what I learned of, received ye of the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing of faith? That's a question. Do we think we can receive by religious activity, by traditions of men? Or do we accept Jesus Christ by faith? And the just, the, those that are justified, must walk by faith. Faith in what? Faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So, receive ye the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the works of the law. Of course not. But by the hearing of faith. How, how can they hear unless a preacher is sent to them? Verse 3, he's pretty strong here with the language. He asked them a question. Are you so foolish? <laughs> Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? In other words, our entire Christian walk must be based on faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work. We can't, never will be. It doesn't matter how old we get, how much what we call seniority we have. There's no such thing within the body of Christ. Now, people grow spiritually, of course. But he asks the question, are you foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you, that, that you now are made perfect by the flesh? Can you drop the precepts of Jesus Christ? Can you, can you ignore the gospel and walk away from it and pick up another ism or schism or another religious activity or, or something that you think can possibly see you through, or we think? Take heed that no man deceive you. He said, have you suffered... So many things in vain. Another question, if it be yet vain. He, therefore, that ministered to you the Spirit and work of miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Now, the Bible declares that the day of Pentecost has already fully come, which is which 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 uh, points to the beginning of the New Testament church, the outpouring of the Spirit. Do we ignore law? Of course not. We've said many times the law was our schoolmaster. The law shows us how short we come of the glory of God. As Isaiah said, I am a man when he when he, 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 he cast his eyes upon a thrice holy God, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. So this particular church was backsliding back into Judaism or religion, forms and fashions, but denying the power thereof. Endless, endless uh, works, endless religious activities by which man bears no fruit, but only through the blood of Jesus Christ are we fruitful, only through accepting him. So we go back to Hebrews, verse 11. 
chapter 5, verse 11. The writer warning against apostasy or a, a departure, just like the church at where? Galatia had departed and went back. Paul was warning them, you can't do this and remain true and faithful to the Lord. So he says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Many things to say. Now, in the first part of the chapter, we talk about the high priest, how he is the only medium between God and man, that he done a one-time work, went behind the veil, shed his blood, went behind the veil, placed the blood on the mercy seat. That's already accomplished. That's already done. He's our high priest. He sat down by the right hand of God. But he says, I've got some things to say that's hard to be uttered or spoken to you. In John sixteen twelve, Jesus said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Why? Because not spiritually enough, not, uh, uh, not, not along the way we should be spiritually or what matured in the faith. In other words, we're going to find it about uh, milk and meat. Milk and meat. He says, for you are dull of hearing. Many words spoken, but many don't perceive. Matthew thirteen fifteen. for this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, should understand with their heart, and should be converted and I should heal them. And this is a, 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 a talking also about what's at the end of Isaiah chapter 6. Read that about, about the spiritual blinding. I'm not going to go there, but read that. So the people's hearts are wax gross. Now what causes a lot of this? Well, the cares of this life. We talk about the parable of the sower. The seed of God is, is sown, but yet so many things keep the seed of God or the word of God from taking root in our lives. One thing is the cares of this life. One thing is our ground not fallowed. Many things, but one of the main things is that we are so engrossed in this world and the pull of it, how magnetic it is, which the Bible warns us against that. The Bible even says there's pleasure in sin for a season. For a season, for a very, very short time. But we revert back to the word of God that says, for the wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he says, you're dull of hearing. That word dull there means sluggish, slothful, uh, lazy, laid back nonchalant, don't really care, halted between two opinions, as the prophet said to the prophets of Baal and those who followed him. How long shall you be halted between two opinions? Joshua says, for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. He says, you're dull. You're not, 
You're not sharp spiritually. You don't discern well. Why? And this is for all of us today because our minds get cluttered with the things of this life and the things of this world, albeit all temporary. But yet it seems to um, affect us, spiritual life. We don't, we don't spend time with God. We don't uh, go in our prayer clauses like we need to. We don't read the Word of God. And all these are Christian disciplines. And when we read the Word of God, we find out that the way to God is through Jesus Christ, that the salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. Only can you be born again by accepting Christ, born from above, born of God. Doll. He says, he said, of many things to say and, and, and hard to be uttered. Hard. Difficult to explain. That which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. The word needs to be discerned through the spirit. That's why we study to show ourselves approved of workmen, need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The revelation of the word of God only comes through the spirit of God. He says, you're dull. And he says, of hearing, of hearing. In other words, your ear is cauliflower, that you cannot hear the word of God. Verse 12, Hebrews chapter 5. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers. Now, what he's talking about here is progression. In other words, they should be further along because they've been in the faith longer. See, the Bible declares that we must, 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 my God help us today, bear fruit. And if we do not bear fruit, then the Bible talks about a hewing down, a judgment, if you will. Of course, the ultimate judgment is going to be for the Christian at the, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, and for the sinner, the white throne, which is not going to be pretty. It's the ultimate judgment. It'll end with the words, depart from me, workers of iniquity, because I knew you not. Now, this is the truth. For when, for time, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you. Again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Okay. So this gives reference to a, a a baby. You don't feed steak to a baby. You give a baby milk. But as that baby grows, as he matures, then there comes a point in time when he'll be on meat instead of milk. So he's talking about spiritual progression, growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, you should be teachers by now. He said, but you're still at the first principles. He said, you should be, uh, 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 you have need of milk and not strong Meat. In other words, you're not you're not 
you're not progressing the way that you need to, is what he's saying. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. <laughs> this is Paul. Even as unto babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye are not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Listen, what the, why, do, why do we stay on milk rather than on meat? For ye are yet carnal or fleshly, worldly. For whereas there is among you envy, uh-oh. Now he points out some of the things that cause us not to be fruitful in the Lord. Some things that cause a departure from the faith. Envy. Strife. Divisions. Listen to what he says. Are yet not carnal and walk as men. Are ye, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are ye yet carnal? Now we see a division. We see people... Um, uh, uh, stalling up. In other words, well, I'm following this man. I'm following this leader. <clears throat> and they tell the truth. On and on and on. The, the, and this goes on today. The what division in the house of God, a house divided, won't stand. That's what, that's what the Lord said when they accused him of casting out demons by Beelzebub. They said his kingdom is not not divided, because a kingdom or a house that is divided will not stand. So one thing that causes apostasy is carnality. We think, well, that's going to run around. No, 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 it's a matter of the heart. It, what do you say? It's envy, envy, strife, divisions. Envying, strife, divisions. Jealousy, backbiting. Murmuring and complaining against brothers and sisters in the house of God. That's carnal. That's carnal. It brings division. And it impedes our growth in the Lord. Now, we're not shouting today, but this is a truth that we need to know. That Jesus warned, prophets warned, Paul warned that apostate, Jude talked about it, that in the last days that there would be a, a church which is called the apostate church, those who have departed from the faith which is Jesus Christ. And it's, it's here today. It's here today. From such things, turn away. If you think for one minute that that, that that what you do in a what religious sense will save you, you're wrong. There's only one way to be saved, by grace and by mercy through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is what unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Or a babe in Christ has not advanced in the Word of God. Now, God's plan is always that we progress, never regress, but progress in the Word of God. He says, "I." He says, 
you know, he, he told the church, he said, I can't give you uh, meat. You're not ready for it. It's not that people don't know. It's just they don't walk in it. Walk in the light as you have the light. And once again, I revert back to what it says about the things that cause these things is envy, strife. In other words, all the fighting and bickering and squabbling that goes on in the church today, on what social media. I mean, I don't see a church that's what knitted together, but yet God said in his word, I will have a church without spot and a wrinkle. So that's the church I see. Because not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. Only he that does what the will of the Father. Search out your own salvation. The Bible says they're trembling in with fear. Amen. The psalmist David says, search me, O Lord, and whatever you find in me that's not right, get it out of my heart and get it out of my life. Verse 14. But strong meat, strong meat, that word meat, okay, is steros in the Greek, which means solid, stable, steadfast, and strong. Of course, it's talking about the gospel. Solid in the gospel. We sing the song, I shall not be, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. How long, he says, do you think you can embrace something other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Hey, what church do you tell it to? I just read it to you, the church of where Galatia. Who hath bewitched you that you would leave the strong and solid foundation, which is Christ, and revert back to religion or something else? Of course, meat also means what? Nourishment. That point in a time when we need protein. But he says, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil, not that which is right in our own eyes, but what the Word of God says. In the book of Judges, the scripture says, and they done what was right in their own eyes. Every man did what he thought was right, not not factoring in God. In other words, this is what I think is okay to do. Well, we don't we don't the Bible says to go about and establish our own righteousness, which is wrong. They says strong meat to be stable is for those that are along in the Lord, who are mature in the Lord. We should be growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ every day of our lives. And a lot of that depends on how much we set ourselves aside, set our opinions aside, that we take the word of God as the whole counsel of God. Full age, capable of instruction, to be what? Powers to do what? Discriminate. In other words, separate, sort, sort. Paul wrote 
to the Philippians chapter 3, verse 15, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye otherwise minded, God shall reveal it even this unto you. Hmm. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 14, 20, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. In other words, grow up in the Lord. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings us along. We can't be justified without him. We can't be sanctified without him. We can't be taught without him. He is our teacher, our leader, our guide. So he's saying that slow growth, stunted spiritual growth, brings apostasy. Grabbing hold of something that's not true. Reverting back, going back, backsliding, if you will. Be strong, but strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you would think in the day that we live that people would be able to do that. See, there's no gray areas in the Word of God. The Bible says the truth will set you and me free. And certainly the truth about ourselves, as we allow the Spirit of God to dissect us, which he will do, and he has done. But as he reveals it to you, what are you going to do about it? Not, I'm not talking about a man. I'm talking about the Spirit. But the Spirit and the bride say come. So we need to be capable of being instructed. Uh-oh. Being taught. Are we teachable? Or do we know everything? We have to be brought from milk to meat. It's a process. But there certainly comes a time when we grow and we prosper in the gospel and the oracles of God. Are we discreet? Are we discreet? Should have use, have their senses exercised. What, what are senses? Organs or of uh, a sense are the eyes. The ears, the nose, the tongue, what? Your hands, the entire what? Nervous system. But the scriptures say they have eyes, but they can't see. They, hear, they have ears, but they can't hear. Of course, that's from a spiritual sense. Are we seeing spiritually? Are we seeing spiritually? So this is a warning today from the Word of God to all of us that we cannot let anything separate us from the love of God, anything separate us from the gospel. Nothing. Nothing. In 2 Peter 3.16, as also in all what his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. In other words, not rightly dividing the word of truth, not receiving the word of God, which keeps us from apostates, keeps us from being deceived. 
And the Bible said the very what uh, righteous be deceived if possible. The elect be deceived if possible. So we live in a world of deception. The first thing Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you. This is no time to depart from the faith. He told the church at what Ephesus, do your first works over. You've you've lost your first love. No, you left your first love. Sometimes we have to get back to basics. Repent. Do our first works over. Because it's God's will that we grow in the Lord. It's not God's will that we be, that we be deceived. It's not God's will that we be blinded. But you've got to receive the truth. The truth opens our eyes, pulls the scales off our eyes, and lets us see what's going on around and about. Because we live in a world of deception. The enemy, the powers of darkness, Satan himself, is a master counterfeiter. He mimics and copies everything God does, but it's a it's a counterfeit. It's a falsehood. And it's a lie. Only one God, one would one one what baptism. Take heed that no man deceive you. So we're warned here today that we must grow, we must get off the milk and get on the meat. We must get off that which is unstable and get on that which is stable. On solid ground. Upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That's what that's why who said Jesus said. Ask he asked Peter, who do men say that I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the foundation. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. There's no other. One mediator between God and man. One between God and man. And that's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So God loves us. He warns us. He tells us. And just ask the Spirit to search you. As we all need to do, come before the Lord and say, what, what is in my life and in my heart that's not pleasing to you, God? And the, and the main culprit of growing, not growing, is pride. I know everything. Well, no, you don't. And I don't. Revelation comes from the Holy Ghost, and revelation is progressive on a need-to-know basis sometimes. The secret things belong to God, but there's times he gives us these things, and the Bible says, walk in that light as you have the light. Paul said, I haven't arrived yet, but this I know. I count it all but lost, leaving those things behind. And pressing towards the high mark of the high calling, which is in Jesus Christ. And that's the process of letting the Holy Ghost shake us, cleanse us, the washing of the word. That we might be the finished product that God intends us to be through Jesus Christ. As Paul said, I've kept the faith, I've run my race. Hmm? He said, I've finished my course. He did it through Christ. Read, read, read his letters. It was all about Jesus Christ. In him I live and walk and talk and have my being. That which I committed unto him, he's able to keep against that day. Perfect faith in Jesus Christ. We need that today. That's the only way we're going to grow. The Bible says, if we've sinned, confess your sins before God. He's faithful and true to forgive our sins. We've all sinned to come short of the glory of God. We have all done, have had to repent 
and confess our sins before God. Paul wrote in what? Romans chapter 6, that sin shall not have dominion over us or power over us. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he wrote in chapter 10, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from our so-called deception. which it, That's what it is called, deception. Self-deception is the worst deception. It's so easy to look at somebody else and find fault, but it's so hard to allow the Spirit to dissect us. Because, see, in every human being, I hate to say it, but the truth, there's a pride factor. Don't let your pride keep you from growing in the Lord. The Bible says, give yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and set before God which is your reasonable service. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today, Lord, for your word. We thank you today, Lord, you keep us. We thank you today, Lord, that there is truth, that we know there's a lie, and we know it's out there, Lord. Help us today to see your truth. Help us to discern your truth. As you said today, both good and evil in the world today, help us to see the good that you want us to see. You warned us about being deceived, and it's out there. And it's working. You wrote in your word that even the spirit of the Antichrist works today. And we know today the only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ and him crucified, receiving the mediator that stands between God and man today, the Son of God that sits by the Father's right hand. We ask you today to save souls, touch minds, heal bodies. Lord, do your signs. Lord, and do your wonders, even today. Work miracles in people's lives today, Father. Let no man, let no man take credit for what you do. Because you said in your word, if you're lifted up, you'll draw all men into you. We lift you up today, Jesus. You're King of kings and you're Lord of lords and you're coming soon. And you're going to rule for 1,000 years after which is eternity. We thank you today. That you're in control. As we live in a world that seems to be out of control, you are in control. Things will come to pass as you have written them and spoke them. Heaven and earth shall pass, but your word by no means will ever, ever pass away. Thank you today, Lord. Minister to the people because you love them and you care about them. As we call upon you, you'll help us and lead us and guide us and keep us against that day. You say we're sealed by the Holy Ghost of promise. We thank you for these things today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you next time. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The one